Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. This podcast was created to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and remember who you are, light and love. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Again, that's heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode number 361. Today, you're going to learn the four rules to life and how to be successful from an improv master. Welcome to today's interview. I've brought on Ben Winter. Ben, welcome. Thanks for having me. Please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? So I live in Denver, Colorado, and I have a company called Success Improv, where I teach the tools and techniques of improv and how they apply to life and business and teams and all that fun stuff. So I create fun in environments where people congregate. <laughs> well, and I'm new to this. I, I think I assumed improv was stand-up comedy, but you corrected me. So for somebody who's new to improv or, or doesn't understand improv versus stand-up, can you please tell us the difference? Yeah, so a stand-up comic stands up, they tell jokes, they tell stories with punchlines, they, you know, they're, they're trying for the laugh. Uh, improv doesn't necessarily have to be funny, but it's basically a, a group of people who get up on stage and create a scene, a play, a, um, something of entertainment value, and it's made up on the spot. And it's, it's, uh, it's an amazing art form. Um, if you've seen the show, Whose Line Is It Anyway? You've seen improv, and that's the type of improv that I like doing. And you've been doing this, I think you said 15 years? I have, yes. I, it's funny because I've been saying over a decade for a while, and I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, I'm that old. Yeah, it's been 15 years. But how <laughs> did you get into improv? So I had seen some shows uh, back when Denver actually had some comedy clubs or improv clubs, and they've since closed, but they've... Uh, always at the end of their shows, they would say, Hey, we have classes. You should come take classes. And I always never, I never felt like I was good enough to do that. And then finally I was dating somebody and, and they were like, Hey, I want to go do this class. And I was like, all right, let's, I want to do it too. But since you're going, it makes it a lot easier for me to go. And I went and I just absolutely fell in love with it. It was the most amazing experience in my life, the most freeing I've ever felt and the most at home I've ever been. So it was perfect for me. I really want to highlight that though. What you shared with me is you didn't feel enough. And I think so many people can relate to that. They want to do this thing, but they, they don't feel good enough, capable, smart enough, good looking enough. They're too old. They're, you know, all the not enoughness, but you somehow got past that. And maybe it was the help of your girlfriend, but you got past that and then found the thing that lights you up. And now you've written books about it. And so what message would you give to somebody that is sitting there and is like, man, I really want to do this thing, but I have this fear or limiting belief that it just doesn't feel possible. I mean, I can't say it any better than Nike. Just do it. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, I want to offer you some additional resources. Check out my website, heatherhakes.com, and take the free life assessment. This is a great tool to take inventory in life where you're feeling in alignment and abundant 
and where you're simply feeling stuck, stressed out, or as someone recently emailed me, completely ruining their life. I've also created a self-study course all about mindset and manifesting. Again, check out my website, heatherhakes.com, and click on course. Finally, if you are ready to deep dive and really transform your life, I offer one-on-one coaching. I will teach you what has taken me years and tens of thousands of dollars to learn in which you can start implementing right now. To learn more and schedule your free strategy call, visit heatherhakes.com forward slash coaching. Now, back to regular programming. I mean, plain and simple. If you if you even think you might have fun doing something or you even think it might be something you might enjoy, just do it. If you fail, you fail. Now you know. But it, you might yeah. succeed. You might find it's amazing. You might find it was the best choice you've ever made. And who knows where to lead. You know what else I have to mention that... Uh, Being new at something, I think you have to realize that you might suck at first. Exactly. Yeah. And especially when I started podcasting, I don't know, I was kind of nervous and I wanted to be perfect. And I I would write out scripts and kind of bullet points. And I just, you know, I wanted it to be good. And I can look back at some of my early ones and especially like YouTube videos. I sucked. I, you know, I, I didn't have an idea and I didn't know what I was talking. And now just like you, this is a great combo. I do. I improv them. I might have an idea or like a topic or a headline and I just, I wing it, but it's taken four years, 350 plus episodes to get to that point. Yeah. And that, I think they say what it takes 10,000 hours to become a master at something. So if you're starting at hour one, I'm, you know, you're not going to be a master at hour one. It, it's going to yeah. take you a long time to master something. Like, I think even after 15 years, I would not be considered a master of improv. Uh, I understand it very, very well. I teach it. And the more that I teach it, the closer I become to master level. Uh, but I, I'm definitely going to be able to teach people along the way. So I'm, I'm up there for sure. Okay. So now I want to get into the five rules of improv you shared with me and how it relates to life. So you take it. Yeah. So my first book that I wrote, and when I came up with the concept of success improv, I wanted to teach the rules of improv and how they apply to life. Because what people don't realize is that that's all we do every day. You don't wake up with a script. You don't wake up with um, the knowledge of how your day is going to be and who you're going to interact with and what the dialogue is going to be. So all we know is improv. And yet what most people don't understand is that if you've ever watched an improv show, if it was good, and I'm going to stress that if it was good, everybody on stage was following the same set of rules. If it sucked, there was probably one or multiple people up on stage that were not following the set of rules. And I like to teach those rules and how they apply to life in general. And, you know, the first rule that I talk about is don't deny. And a lot of that has to do with just accepting what is, accepting where you are, accepting the situation that you're in. And it's not surrendering to it. It's not giving up because this is where you are. It's just recognizing like, hey, I'm not the weight I want to be. I'm not Uh, the job I want to be. I'm not in the financial position I want to be. And it's just simply taking that moment in time and saying, okay, I'm, I'm, I am where I am. It is what it is. Uh, Question real quick. 
while you were sharing that and the life experiences, it really hit home. What if you're in this stance in life that you don't, okay, you're no longer in denial, but you're not happy with your, your weight, your finances, your relationship status, your career. What if all of the life, I call them life buckets. What if all of them aren't where you want them to be? What do you do? And that's part of the accepting is like, this is where I am. And, you know, accepting I'm not happy with them. It's still part of the acceptance process. And the second rule of improv that I talk about is yes. And it's the most common rule that people know. So if I ever ask people, do you know any rules of improv? That's the one they usually come back with is yes. And yes. And is really the, the word. Yes. Is the same as don't deny it's accepting what is. So I'm not happy where I am in my life buckets. And what can I do to improve them? So that's where the and comes in and yes and. If you accept where you are, then you can move forward. If you deny where you are, there's no place to move because you're not accepting that you're standing on point A. Um, if you want point B, you got to know where point A is so you know which direction to go. If you, if you don't know where your point A is, you just, you, <laughs> you're going to pick a direction and you might end up where you want to be, but not likely. So yes and is kind of a big one and that you you have to, again, accept where you are and do something about it, whether that's find a coach, whether that's read a book, whether that's exercise more than you've ever exercised, whether that's changing your diet, whatever it might be, once you've accepted where you are, then you can do something about it. And the third rule that I talk about is be specific, which is really kind of setting those expectations around what it is you want. So yeah, I'm going to exercise more. And that might look like going on a walk every day. That might be teaching myself how to run because not everyone can just go outside and start running and get a marathon in. You've got to practice. You've got to prepare your body. You've got to stretch. You've got to get your body used to running long distances. It's not something you just go start doing. Yeah. Uh, it's not like you can go and, and start bench pressing 150 pounds. You might have to start with 20. You might have to start with 30. Whatever it might be, you don't just walk out there and say, I'm a professional weightlifter now. This is not how it works. Yeah. Um, but being specific really helps with goal setting. You know, most yeah. people have heard of the SMART method for goals. And the first word is specific. Uh, so you want to set those specific things. And then, you know, the fourth rule that I talk wait, about is focus. Oh, hold on, hold on real quick. Right I, I yeah. just want to emphasize on this be specific, because this is something I talk about as well, because a lot of people are like, I want more money. That's great. So now you're, you're at a space, you want more, but the be specific is so important because you literally, you find a penny on the ground that's more money or, okay, I want to lose weight or, okay, I want to be, oh no, here's a better one. I want to be more active. What the hell does that mean? I think about defining and something I wear is just um, like a, a fitness thing. And I have a daily goal. So this is how I got specific daily goal of at least 10,000 steps minimum. And it's funny because anybody that says, I want more money, you just throw a penny at them and say, okay, there you go. Goal right. achieved. It's like, oh, wait, that's, yeah, you got to be specific. And and honestly, that rule of improv spawned a whole different book called um, What to Expect When Having Expectations. And and it really is about setting expectations for yourself and others and, and also understanding other people's expectations of you and their surroundings. So, so much, so much depth to the be specific rule. Uh, but uh, it, before I get too, before we get too much into that, I would say the fourth rule that I want to talk about is 
you know, focusing on the present. Because if you're not focused on the here and now with what you want and how to achieve it, you're going to start bringing in those doubts and those worries and those, you know, little voices that we have in our head that say you're not good enough. Because when you start to focusing on the here and now, this is what you want. This is what you're going to do to get it. There's no doubt. There's no future worry. There's no past, you know, demons coming at you. It's just here and now. And so it's very important. There's an entire uh, book on it by Eckhart Tolle called The Power of Now. It's huge. So, you know, you don't have to take my word for it. Focus on the present is huge. And I think when you're setting those expectations and you're focused on the present, then yeah, okay, I want more money means I want to double my income next year. Means I want 20% more next year than I had this year. Means I want to have ten thousand dollars in my savings account. It means this. It means that. You know, you're more specific about it. Well, I just want to say, for me, focusing on the present. If I don't, you know, if I have this, if I know where I'm at, okay, I want this goal. If it's financial, or I remember when I trained and ran a marathon, it's easy to fall into overwhelm, and and then it feels so far reaching. I'm never going to get there. That's not possible for me. You're right. The doubts creep in. So for me, that focusing on the present was, what can I do today? What can I do right now to get closer to the goal? One step at a time. Yeah. One of my, one of my big things that reminds me of this focus on the present is first day of class in college. Mm. You, you show up and you get the syllabus. This is what the semester is filled with. And it's overwhelming when you start thinking about, oh my God, I have to do all this stuff, except you're there that day. You don't have to do any of that yet because you haven't been taught any of that yet. And mm. you're in this class to learn all of that. And you have the entire semester to do that. So what can you do then and now is focus on the instructor, focus on what they're talking about and not overwhelm yourself with all the details. Just like you said with the, the marathon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a long distance to run. But if you've never run before, don't worry about 26 miles. Worry about 26 feet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> worry about 26 yards. Worry about 26 minutes of running, you know, whatever it might be. <laughs> Um, or whatever the distance is, I'm, I'm guess yeah, 26 point something or other. Wait, um, so. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like I've, I've run a half marathon. I've never run a full one. So, but, um, but yeah, it's, you, you can't overwhelm yourself with all of the details. If all you can do right now is what's in, in the present tense and what's happening right now. So. Agreed. And then by following those rules of improv, you kind of create trust within yourself. And that's the, the fifth rule I talk about, which is trusting yourself and um, in a sense, trusting others, but mostly about trusting self. And, and by following the rules of improv, you're able to do that a lot more. So that's that's the quick version of, of that book and of the, the stuff I teach. When you're doing improv and you're on stage with other people and, and somebody trips up, how, okay. So what I'm trying to say is when life doesn't go as planned, mm -hmm. how do you rein it back in? So you don't, you know, downward spiral. So the, one of the examples I always give is I was doing an improv show and we would bring volunteers up on stage 
and with, you know, to have them perform with us. And what a lot of people don't understand is when they get up on stage, they're now acting. They can pretend however they want. Remember when we were kids, we could pretend all day long and we were never just Joey on the, on the playground. It was always like Joseph, the superhero of, you know, frogs or, you know, whatever it might be. We could pretend all day long. And so I brought this person up on stage and we're doing this scene and whatever the scene called for, I got down on a knee and proposed, right? Um, because that's just what was being called. And I said, will you marry me? And she's like, oh, I'm already married. So immediately in my brain, she went to, well, she's denying. She's not acting. This is not going as I thought it would. And I know the rules of improv so I can trust myself to move forward and keep things going. And so I stood up and I said, you've been lying to me this whole time. Like I was able to play with it. I was able to take what she gave me and work with it anyway. And I think in the, in the world of rule, uh, in the world, having improv as a skill allows you to accept what's happening around you. If you walk into a networking event, um, you're going to be able to handle that networking event just a little bit better. You're gonna be able to talk to people a little more easily. Um, because you might walk in and say, well, my friend Bill was supposed to meet me here and he's not here and he was going to introduce me to a bunch of people. Oh God, what do I do? Right? Well, now you can accept Bill isn't here and I am, and I'm here to, you know, build my network. So let me talk to people. And so you're able to kind of adjust to the situation as it, as it happens. And that's so huge for us because how many times do we get into a situation that doesn't go the way we thought it should? And we freak out as opposed to working with it and, and using what we can in that situation. Um, and I, I feel like just knowing the rules of improv has made my life easier as in general. And I, you and I kind of talked about this a little bit. The rules of improv, they're pretty much the same as every other personal growth program out there. It's just stated in a different way and presented in a different way. So if improv is not your game, go learn from Tony Robbins, go learn from Landmark Forums, go learn from reading Eckhart Tolle. Like there's so many ways to learn this stuff. I just find this fun and entertaining as well. And it, it gives me a perspective that I can work with much, much easier. Okay. So I think you, you nailed it there is you're having fun and it's entertaining and there is no one way or right way to live your life. Or there's not just one quote guru or teacher that you must learn from. There's nearly 8 billion people. So find your path and yours is improv. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's fun because because I get to play more often and I get to pretend more often when somebody says something, my mind might go to three or four different places and I'm just having an internal laughing uh, hysteria because I'm just, I created some amazing things in my mind while they're talking and it's just hilarious to me. And they might be talking about something that really isn't funny. Um, obviously if somebody's being serious, I'm not going to go to funny and humor. I'm going to actually listen and pay attention but every now and then I'll just find myself cracking up because of something somebody said. And it's just yeah. like, I'm having a ball over here. I'm having a great life because I've created this path to have more fun and it just becomes more fun overall. You know, it's funny when you were explaining just a little bit ago, I had this mental image of a pinball machine because truly I don't think life goes as planned. Mine has not gone as planned whatsoever. 
like at all. And so, you know, you are that pinball and you're bouncing all over the place and it's this constant need to redirect, redirect, redirect. And I heard one time that maybe it was via Tony Robbins, but a pilot, when they're leaving off the ground from point A to point B, it's constant like millimeter shifts to get to where they ultimately want to be. It's not a direct line. And so I guess what I'm getting from the conversation is having fun and that life's kind of a dance and play with it. And it's that constant correcting. I can definitely attest to the pilot flying thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there, done that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're, you're constantly having to adjust. And so if you're, if you're not accepting in every single moment of time where things are, you're never going to be able to adjust because you're always going to be like, well, but, but this is how it was before. Like, how many times do we say, but when I was a kid, it was like this. Well, you're not a kid anymore. And the world's or not the same anymore. Even looking in the rear view mirror, right? The woulda, coulda, shoulda game. Yeah. Let go. Yeah, we're not there anymore. So what can yeah. you do now? Yeah. And if you're focused on the present, if you're paying attention to what's happening and you're accepting that it's not where you were, then you're going to be able to do something with it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like when Richard Branson says, you know, the... If somebody gives you an opportunity to say yes and then figure out how to do it, you know, that's focusing on the present. That's saying, yeah, I want to do this. And this is awesome. And I'm going to take this opportunity. and I'm going to figure it out. Whereas if the opportunity comes up, but you're focused on the past, you're like, well, I've never been able to do that. So why would I be able to now? Right. Yeah. You're not going to take that opportunity. And then you're going to be like, oh, I have a regret now. Oh, regrets suck. I hate regrets. Yeah. Another regrets. tangent. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I, I guess in summary, when, when we're using this metaphor as improv for kind of like how to play the game of life, what is one key takeaway you want listeners to get? I think the tagline in my book kind of says it the best is that life is improv. Learn the rules. You'll be successful. Um, and I, I definitely can say that from my own personal experience, because prior to improv, I would say my self-esteem and my self-confidence was probably at like a two or three. Mm. Um, it wasn't at zero because I had been doing some personal growth up to that point, but it was definitely not where it is today. And I definitely believe wholeheartedly that improv was one of the biggest catalysts for my self-confidence and self-improvement mm. along with everything else that I've been doing. But that was just one of the biggest pieces that I've ever had. And you know, there's still times when I have doubt because that little voice was created back in the day and it's never going to go away, but I've created a much stronger, louder voice that overpowers it most of the time. So yeah. works out well for me. That's awesome. Um, where can people, do you have a YouTube channel or anything where you're posting this stuff or do online virtual events? I think the best, there's, there's two websites I would tell people to go check out. The first one is having expectations.com and that's where you can uh, learn more about books the books that I've created and um, some of the interviews that I've done and all that and then the other one would be the business which is successimprov.com and there are links to social media and YouTube and all kinds of stuff there so okay well I'd love to wrap up the interview and I have a couple rapid fire questions for you perfect let's do it what is a quote or motto that you live by that's the one I said about Richard Branson. <laughs> Wait, what was that one? It's the, if an opportunity comes oh. your way and you don't know how, just say yes and then figure out later. 
or something along those lines. But I love that one. Oh, well, that kind of ties in with even Marie Forleo. Everything is figure outable. So I love that. Take the leap, say yes, and it'll, it'll line up. That's right. What is a book you are currently reading or highly recommend? Can I choose my own? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I am currently writing a sci-fi novel because I really like sci-fi. So I'm going to say anything written by Hugh Howie or John Scalzi is something that everybody could enjoy reading. So, okay. Yeah. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? Don't take life so seriously. <laughs> right. 100%. <laughs> Yeah, that's the biggest, biggest takeaway is I took life way too seriously when I was younger. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Ben, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks again for having me. This was great. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. I'd love to connect with you on the social platforms. You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Heather Hakes. I'll catch you on the next episode.